Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Food court, food court, food court with Richard Blaze. Argue in the food court, food court with Richard Blaze. Welcome to Food Court, a production of iHeartRadio. This is Food Court with Richard Blaze. That's me. And I found a way to cut out the cooking part and just judge your thoughts. Who knew back when we launched on March 17th, 2020, that that would be an incredible day to sort of launch a brand new podcast where everyone's going to find themselves home and bored. And uh, guess what? We, we launched back then. And I hope that Food Court's been a nice respite from uh, for everything else going on in your world. We all know that... Everyone's got to have a place to get their petty arguments out <laughs> to distract them from the real things to fight about. Joining us in Food Court today, we have a podcaster who's also an Emmy-nominated writer and producer who has worked with legends like Joan Rivers, Rosie O'Donnell, and David Letterman. It's Casey St. Ange. Hi, Richard. Hi. That's the first time we've used an actual air horn. I'm I usually, very excited. I usually just make the sound effect myself. <laughs> I'm pretty good at. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with of us. Of course. It's nice to see you again. Oh, my gosh. Going up against Casey, we have her friend and creative partner, an amazing actress you've seen on Girls 5 Eva, Cougar Town, Freaks and Geeks, and so many more things, including her very own talk show. Welcome. It's Busy Phillips. Whee! Yay! Hi. Oh, my gosh. Busy, how are you? I'm good. I'm great. <laughs> 
No, that's perfect. That's usually just the, that's the that's the exact sort of energy Good. that we bring to food court. I will. I, I just have to get this out. We're we're at the we're at the end of our recording for season three. So you know you're the big talent when you're lined up for the premiere of the finale. Is this true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's true. I feel I feel very honored. I do too. And uh, busy you're not in studio. You're joining us from New York. But Casey, can you can you can you confirm Richard that these has are goosebumps? Literal goosebumps. On literal his arms. goosebumps. I'm so excited. <laughs> So excited. The enthusiasm is genuine and uh, a stacked court today. Now, listen, you two also co-host a podcast called Busy Phillips is doing her best. But if I said that first, it would have sort of taken some of the air and surprise (laughs) out of the introductions. (laughs) Now, listen, you must have a really, really strong friendship, the two of you, to to actually come into food court and potentially damage that friendship here. (laughs) It was hard for us. We we really, you know, we thought long and hard before agreeing. We did, and also, I I feel like we've, I've learned my lesson a little bit with Casey, like, and food that I can't be too judged. I'm, like, actually more nervous <laughs> than she is, I'm sure, because... Say why. Casey, Richard, I'm going to say something now that you're going to think is, it doesn't matter. Casey's a witch, <laughs> and she has accidentally cursed me <laughs> with a food-related thing because years ago when we first started working together she said oh i can't really eat gluten and wheat like i i'm allergic i sneeze a million times and i was like and my nose turns really red and i was like casey that's not a real thing (laughs) that's like that's just you're one of those people that's just saying that and that's not real and richard within six months every time i eat wheat my nose turns bright red I'm, this is not a joke. So I'm telling you, Casey, if I like cross a line, Casey might inadvertently curse me. She feels bad about it. Not on you purpose. You wish you could take it away, don't yeah, you? Yeah, 100%. If I had the power to reverse it, I'd do it for you, and I would also do it for myself. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking because of your friendship, it's like an accidental spell. Like yeah. I, I'm envisioning it this was. happening, it's and you're like, always oh. always accidental, yeah. The hair of bat's wing. Oh, Ben, you were standing too close. <laughs> I don't know what I, we don't know exactly. I'm just saying that Casey has very strong food power. <laughs> I like it. And I also like that I like, you know, I like puns. So I feel <laughs> like there's a spin-off podcast here, but it's sandwich. Oh, yeah, maybe spells, maybe something uh, like that. Maybe maybe me and you. Maybe maybe that's uh, we'll do a project together. Uh, you've heard Casey will never Casey will never eat a sandwich because <laughs> her nose turns red and she sneezes. It's a gluten-free sandwich podcast. There it is. Okay, yeah, there, okay. we there we go. There we go. There's room for it. Now, listen, the case you brought to court today, it's, it's pretty divisive. I mean, by that, I mean you both, well, you both like things, talking about things that are divisive. This is true. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can't agree on which unpopular ice cream <laughs> is the best one. I mean, I, I, I love this, that you've taken sort of like, you know, potentially two of the most, the least popular ice cream flavors. And that's what we're going to talk about. Are they the least popular? We do polls. Wait, but this is, Casey, wait, I, I'm catching up. I thought that that's your, your feeling is that they're the best, right, Casey? Yeah. Well, your feeling <laughs> is also that it's the, that yours is the best. And I think that mine is the best, but apparently we're in the minority. Wait, what? We've chosen, I guess, our ice creams of choice are for uh, big nerds, I guess. Now, listen, the polls tell us this. This is not my own personal. I'm the judge. This is not my Busy's face. There are ice cream polls. But I would, there, there are. There's serious ones. We, some of our, uh, our, Rasmussen. Our, 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 yeah, Rasmussen. 
what's the other school that usually like shows up in a political plot? But usually, no, it's like we poll like 12 people from the Rachel Ray studio audience. Oh, it's, okay. it's usually oh, something okay. like that. Well, they would know, right. I guess. It's, it's six Sherry's from New Jersey. <laughs> or most of. Know what's delish or nutrish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But listen, I mean, we've had, uh, okay, we're not spoiling it. You're, you're actually both. I mean, you're incredible because you haven't spoiled what we're arguing about. <laughs> but you're, this is the second ice cream debate we've had. The first one was an epic food court episode where my two daughters threw down vanilla versus chocolate ice cream. So wow. I'm going to ask you both wow, real wow, quick wow, to wow. weigh in on this. Best ice cream flavor, vanilla or chocolate? Casey? Unpopular opinion, I'm sure, but it's vanilla because it's more versatile. And also, people are so rude to vanilla. Oh, my gosh. Casey came ready to debate. <laughs> Busy, vanilla or chocolate? I Honestly, this is also—I don't know if this is going to be controversial. I go vanilla as well. Oh, there you go. Now, listen, I did—this is the only food court episode that I had to recuse myself from. <laughs> Because it was my kids. It was your and, daughters. And, who, and we ended up taking it to the streets, and they said that— Vanilla won. Vanilla did win. Oh, wow. Vanilla okay, did win. Okay, All right, see? So Part good. of the reason why is is the same thing that Casey said, the versatility. Also, like, I love a magic shell moment, oh, like a yes. dipped cone or a magic shell moment. Respect. And so anytime—so really that, to me, works best with a vanilla— Busy like this that. summer, Wiener Schnitzel had like a lemonade magic shell dip, and a number of our mutual friends ridiculed me when I suggested getting it. I don't agree with that, and I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> the, so the, the I, I, now I'm curious: was the shell the shell the was shell was lemon? Yeah, a lemon. like a lemonade flavor, okay. and then you'd get vanilla, like ice cream vanilla, lemonade. and I mean, you could get chocolate if you're gross. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say that's not that doesn't work. And you create some sort of sherbet. Yeah, exactly. Sherbet sort of thing. <laughs> I would have gone. I, I like would have gone vanilla. lemonade with a magic shell chocolate, original magic shell, lemon and chocolate. I would have done it. You wow. like lemon and chocolate? I don't know. Okay, I don't I know. Like... I'm just saying I would have done it. I just love magic shell. You're more daring because th this is how like you are with fashion as well. Like you're so great at like mixing patterns and things like that. The most extreme I can go is chocolate and orange. I don't think I could mm. go all the way to lemon. But wait, I, know I busy... don't I don't like chocolate and orange. Oh my but god. But for some reason a lemon like I don't know why that lemon with chocolate sounds kind of good to me. Listen, you know what? Like we know because of the molecules of the ingredients. Sorry to be a total science. No, I want to hear it. But passion fruit and chocolate works incredibly well. They, oh. they share some flavor molecules. So I think lemon could be a thing, although it does sound gross to me, Busy, but <laughs> I, I, I do want to say uh, you should compete on some sort of like celebrity. I don't know if you have or if, if you would even do it, but that's how you win food competitions. Busy's a you're good cook. Yeah, so I'm saying you're like, I'm going to go for it. Lemon and chocolate, let's go. You don't win food competitions by like drizzling olive oil on a peach. I, I said you're a good cook, but I've really only ever had one thing that you've cooked, which is latkes. And you did Ooh. injure yourself in the process of making them. So it was I the great like latke oil injury of 2019. <laughs> was it a splatter? It was, it a was like so close to my eye that it was like, I was like, that was, it was a real near miss. I'm, um, I pride myself on my latkes. I've been making latkes for 35 years. I swear. I love them. And, and I don't know. I was, I think I had had a little too much wine that night. <laughs> That part, oh. didn't I? I think that's what it happened. Were I don't I know if that's what I happened. Sloppy. I got sloppy. 
They were delicious, though, and it wasn't just because I felt bad about the burn. Like, in spite of the, you know, I feel bad that you got burned, but the latkes were worth it to me. I love a good latke. Now I'm just curious, what what oil do you, or butter, what do you you cook the latke in? I use, like, a high-heat oil, so grapeseed or, I think grapeseed is what I I use. I'm a a latke aficionado. Oh, you are are too? I love latkes. It's a, so, I, I only have a few TikTok posts that have gone viral, <laughs> and one of them is me making a latke. Do you, so do you soak the potatoes after you grate them? Do you soak them in, like, ice-cold water? You know, this is, a con- this is the controversy right now, it whether is? it's hash browns, latke, any sort of shredded potato. I don't soak. <gasps> I don't so. soak. But I do, and then I add some of the starch back in. I ring. Yeah. Oh, I you ring. ring them out. I ring, too. Okay. But I do like a quick ice bath. No, like that's what, yeah, you're ready for competition is what I'm saying. You're doing all the things that a chef would do and should do. When I'm I'm making latkes, I don't have time. I'm just trying to make as many as I can. You know what I'm really bad at, Richard? I'm really bad at controlling gas heat. Okay. Like I turn the, I turn it, is that true? I think so. I just turn it up so high all the time. So like everything is immediately like, Boiling over. I don't know. I don't think I'm ready for. Yeah, I love how like old school chefs would say that the gas burner is sort of like playing the piano. Oh. It sounds so much more romantic <laughs> than, than like, it actually is. It's more I just can't like, control ah. it. It's fire yeah. in my house. Yeah, and it's also like poisoning us. Just yeah, FYI. yeah. Just like, FYI. everybody. I'm having. That's like. I, I'm having this moment right now with my 14 year old who's now like starting to be independent and like cooking, making her own lunch, all these amazing things. And like, but she's like, the stove is still like a very mysterious, powerful thing yeah. for her. And it's like, ah, like it's it's on, it's off. And it's like a big, it's, it's trauma. Yeah, my kids household. are 23 and 20 and they're the same. They're, I'm like, do not turn that burner up to 15. Right. Stop. Or like you turn it all the way on, but there's no flame, but there's just gas now yeah, in the house for like, like two oh, hours. Yeah, you're just like, oh, it's going to explode, you, right? What did yeah. you do? You made cereal this morning. What? Do you, <laughs> why were you even, why was the stove even on? All right, listen, we're having too much fun. Before we get into the actual competition, getting to know a little bit about your food preferences and things that you love. Casey, I hear that you love deviled eggs. This is I love deviled eggs. Oh my God, you guys did your homework. Yeah. That was like my my birthday celebration this year was uh, deviled eggs and crab rangoons. My husband was like, I'm not going to try to do a big thing. I'm just going to get the two things you love the most. So he made deviled eggs, which my husband makes amazing deviled eggs. He smokes the yolks before he makes the filling and puts a little pickled onion and bacon bits on it. <laughs> delicious. Matt Debenham. <laughs> delicious. And then uh, we got crab rangoons from the great Thai place down the street. That's a way to do it. That's yeah. a party right now. And I was like, I'm going to get it all for me because these are also divisive foods. So I'm going to get to eat all of the eggs and all of the crab rangoons because I thought my friends would be like, turn their nose up at it. But no. Is a deviled egg divisive? I, guess, yeah. I think so. Or yeah, it's like- people, some people think it's not very mm. <laughs> <laughs> you're, I love you're, them. Okay, I was going to say, you're yes, one of them. Yes, yes, no. No, I love them. No, if she had been there, I know that it would have been like me and her, yeah. but really um, pe- the people that were there ate it all up, so. I just love deviled yeah. egg with a hella caviar on it. Mm. Just like, there you go. That's just mm. like, I don't, I don't love caviar, and I've only <sighs> had it on a couple occasions, but I know— I'm going to tell another story. When I worked for David Letterman, I was very young, 
And we were going to Los Angeles and the company chartered a whole plane for the staff instead of sending us on individual flights. And Dave was like, give everyone first class service. Like, so it was like a flying casino. I felt like, like people were playing poker in the back and it was like a cocktail party in the front. And the um, flight attendant came by with like little toasts with caviars. And I was standing up talking to Dave, like it was a cocktail party. And he took two little toasts, one for himself and handed one to me and I was like oh this is caviar like I've never had it before and so I was just holding it and chit-chatting and then like when he turned his head I tried to just like lick it real quick to see but then he turned his head back and he was like did you just lick that caviar (laughs) and I was like I never had it before I don't like it I don't like it and so he was like I'm super annoyed that you won't eat that hors d'oeuvre. You're gross. <laughs> I was just like... Tough take. Yeah, it was, you know, he had strong opinions. He I, loved caviar. I will say I love caviar, but it might be the most overrated, like, luxury ingredient. It might be. It is It is salty, fish-flavored eggs that explode yeah, in your like mouth. Yeah, salty little bobas. Yeah. Does do you he- like caviar, Biz? I like caviar, yeah. So do I. I love it. I love putting it I on, like, like it potato chips. Oh, I love oh, the high low game. Yeah, like, the high low. You've been have you been to the baked potato restaurant in Paris? No, but okay. I'm gonna be in London, so, but now I think I'm gonna be making a trip to Paris. Okay, so there's this place. I don't know what it's called, but I have literally got, only been to Paris one time. I, well, twice in my entire life, but Michelle, my my best friend in here, uh, Michelle, who I know from Dawson's Creek, she used to like be a Louis Vuitton girl. Michelle, <laughs> who I know for... Michelle Williams, everyone, from yes. Dawson's Creek. Michelle Williams. My best friend, Michelle Williams. You can just edit up that first part where I'm weird and just say, my best, fr- my best friend, Michelle Williams. When she worked with Louis Vuitton, they had their big Paris show, and she was, like, invited to bring a friend, which is so nice, and invited me. So I flew over there, and then she was like, oh... I got us a reservation at the baked potato restaurant. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. It's like a Russian, it's like Russian vodka and caviar and baked potatoes. And that's all they have. Wow. That's it. I love that. That's it. And it was, when I tell you, the greatest meal (laughs) of all time. (laughs) Yes. What a concept. It was. Should we see who's at the door? I think so. Oh, I love this. We're, we're, We're up and moving around. This is what it's like to do our podcast because Busy's like being- all about it. I'm going to ask for a hot take now since we're talking about baked potatoes. You might not have seen this, this is kind of, or maybe you have. Yeah. So Martha Stewart just opened up a restaurant. Okay. In Vegas, and wow. they do one. They, she did. Yes. Right. This is like just on my feed, all over my feed yesterday, and they do one table side thing, and it's a and they smash a baked potato. The chef comes out with a baked potato, oh. smashes it on a cutting board, fluffs it up. Like I'm assuming like Cold Stone Creamery style, kind of like Cold Stone Creamery, but for potatoes. Okay. And immediate reactions on this. Let this is a total side. This is for the what are they? But and then he mixes content. in. It's like a. Is it like a? Is it like a guacamole bar where he's like, he, you get your butter, your sour cream, your chives, your bacon. I hope. I hope so. I'll be honest. I like, scrolled. Like if, <laughs> if that's what it is, if that's what it is, because I would if like that's it. What it is, yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, if that's what it is, then yeah, okay, I'm on board with that. Do you know I that? like somebody there with like a little condiment bar? Maybe it's like honestly, like saves some money and is sort of, you know, maybe like in terms of waste is is more conscientious just because you know 
you ask for a baked potato and they're like, do you want butter, sour cream, chives? Yeah, everything. But some people only like a tiny Mm. little bit of one of the things. And then the other ingredient is just food waste, right? Yeah. So maybe a table side baked potato. She's thinking globally, folks. What an economist. I always been thinking globally. <laughs> you always what a, are. What a food cost take. <laughs> I love a bespoke potato. Do you know the Castaways restaurant in Burbank? Mm, yes. They used to do a tableside baked potato prep, and I loved it because I just felt so special. Like, I never, you know, I never had, like... Wait, baked potato si- tableside is, like, a thing? It was a thing in the past. It was a yeah. thing at, at, yeah, it was a thing at Castaways in, in Burbank, but they don't do it anymore. I went there recently and I was really like excited for the tableside baked potato and they were like, bitch, do your own potato. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. It's getting mixed mixed reviews online, of course. And l- listen, Martha, I've been on Southwest. She's the queen. She, she She's is the like, queen and, and I honestly, think maybe Snoop has had a good influence on her in terms of carbs, you know. And if you need a recipe, if anyone's just like looking for a, a recipe for anything, yes. like go to Martha Stewart. Yes. Like that's where like if you, you it's going to work. Just yes. so just to be clear before oh, I before I say 100%. what's next. Agree, agree. But here's what I gotta say. I, like I'm out here making liquid nitrogen ice cream table side. <laughs> like, come on. Right. right. Like someone help me out. Like I just want to smash a baked potato. That would be a lot easier. Busy's right. Like I made the wrong choice. I'm out here like getting You can open a potato cryogenic restaurant. fluids out here and putting on a helmet to do these things and all right, uh, and last last uh, extra credit here um, uh, for both of you. This is we we ask this a lot a lot, but I'm I'm really curious to know how do you both attack the crafty table? Give me a quick <laughs> a quick celebrity guide to the crafty table. Do you not even look at it, or does it depend on the time of day? I mean, pre and post COVID is like a whole thing. <sighs> it actually, like I've really had I've act, I I wanted to say something. I've really struggled in the last two years on the set of Girls 5 <laughs> with the lack of a crafty table because of COVID. Because you know what? they So they're like, but there's the, they'll give you whatever you want. You just have to ask for it. I'm like, I can't ask for it. I want three M&Ms. <laughs> How are you going to get them to bring me three M&Ms? I want like three peanut M&Ms and two goldfish from the little like candy dispenser thing set up. And I like, maybe you want a box of cereal. I don't, I can't tell that to you. Also, telling that to another person is deeply embarrassing. (laughs) And I can't like handle it. So what has ended up happening is all four of us on the show will get to like lunchtime and we'll look at each other and I'll be like, have we eaten anything since breakfast? Like not a, not a snack, not a, candy not Mm. a sip of water because you can't you know you're like wearing masks all the time so i really of all the things that covid has done this is like definitely the least important however (laughs) affects me when i'm working a lot has affected you new york crafty i think is so different than los angeles crafty like it is literally a craft in los angeles Mm -hmm. and new york is just like to me, in my experience, just a bunch of 
stuff that somebody, like a PA, bought at Costco and put in little bowls. But one time we did watch What Happens Live in L.A., and the crafty guy was making, like, special pancakes for people in the morning, waffles. And he got so sad that I would never take any of the things that he was pressing on me. And he was like, girl, you never eat my breakfast. And I was like, actually, I don't really eat wheat because I have, like, a weird reaction to it. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. What do you like? And, like, what do you like for a snack? And I said, I like a deviled egg. The next day, Richard, he made me a platter of 1,000 deviled eggs that uh, (laughs) nobody took. Nobody took a deviled egg. And I felt so terrible. I ate like six of them in the morning, but then they were just still there. And I was taking them, putting them on plates and stashing them in their little refrigerators in every trailer. So whoever owned that trailer company, Mm. I'm so sorry because part of the cleanup was like disposing of... 36 (laughs) eggs in this cabinet. (laughs) 940 deviled eggs. Why does the Honeywell have all of them? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, um, I love, I love, I've always said it. Like, I love the 4 p.m. cucumber soup shooter. Yes! Like, that is, that is, that, that's crafty. Right <laughs> Does anyone care for a green smoothie at 4 p.m.? Yes! Yes! I will yes. have that. And like, yeah, some of the crafty, you know, as a native New Yorker, of course, some, but like, yeah, it's like, it's like South, Southwest Airlines. Yes. Yeah. We got some, I don't know. We got some random things at Costco. We're just going to throw them across the aisle here. All oh right. Oh my gosh. I was, actually did a show with Martha. Yes. And we were behind. So she just like wandered into crafty and she looked at it and said, this is all trash. <laughs> I have a brisket at my house because we were shooting next to her house and she literally walked back to her house and got her own food. Oh my God. And I was like, I'm sure the brisket you made is amazing. No, she's real. She's the real deal. Like I've been a set where she's just on the phone with someone and you're like, oh, you're kind of like, what is is Martha Stewart talking about? She's she's on the phone with her agent. She's like, Mark, the chickens got out. Uh, (laughs) You need to go over and close the gate. Like, you know, like it's real. All the things you think are like, that is, it's all real. I lived in the same town as her. And one time we saw her at the grocery store wearing tennis togs, a fur coat, and she had a shopping cart full to the top with broccoli. Yes. That was it. Just a vision. Oh my. I love her. Is there anything before we start, before I become the judge, is there anything you've, wanted to ask a chef about like this is a chance like I know you know chefs you know super famous chefs but like is there anything that you really just wanted to ask a chef yeah I do want to ask you because I've always wondered so you do molecular gastronomy sometimes yeah that's what they say it's what they say yeah. have you ever made those fake olives mm-hmm. I'm very curious about them do they taste good and like what is the point why would you just not eat an yeah. olive you know I will say listen when you say like molecular gastronomy once on a reality show yeah and then they just put it, it in becomes every like other your thing identity. that you say yeah. it's just like a voiceover edit it's like yeah. oh I'm going to the store as a molecular gastronomist <laughs> And the VO doesn't match. You know, and you're like, oh, I yeah. just said that once, and now I'm like, this is my life. I've just always been curious because I've never had the opportunity to eat one of those I manufactured know. olives. Is yeah. it good? Yeah, but listen to all the things you're saying. The manufactured <laughs> olive is not— I I have not—I don't think I've ever eaten—I don't I, I don't know if I ate a manufactured olive. I went to Bazaar. Mm-hmm. You have. <laughs> I've, I've been yeah. to Bazaar. Yes, you have. At the SLF. Mm-hmm. So you have. You've had either manufactured mozzarella or tomatoes or I think, it was, a, I think it was a mozzarella. It was. I think it was a mozzarella ball. Yes. Yeah. And? And the tomatoes also felt like they were not real. Yeah. <laughs> and there was smoke. There was smoke. You ate a tomato and smoke but, came out of it? Yeah. Like, I, 
I don't know. I don't know. Or ba- or like a basil smoke came out. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think I've I, ever had. You guys, yeah. I actually, I'm going to say the craziest sentence of all time right now. I've only been to Bazaar one time. And it was at a dinner party with David Copperfield. <laughs> Unreal. And he was like, what's all this? This is child's play. I can make an elephant no, disappear. He, no, no, no. He recommended the restaurant. <laughs> it's like his favorite restaurant. Of he course. Liked. That makes sense. That yeah. makes total sense. Yeah. All right. <sighs> all right. So the manufacturer. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. What's with chefs who like refuse to cook steak more or whatever. Oh, I love these questions. First of all, when you were like, what's with, and there was like the big dramatic pause, I thought for sure you were going to say the hair. And We love your I hair. I know, we were, talk- we were talking about, but for, for one, the manufactured stuff in the hands of like Jose Andres and Bazaar and the right My people. crush. Incredible, right. Incre- incredible stuff. But does it blur the lines of like delicious food versus art, all of that sort of stuff? So yes, like seems some, like a lot of, it, of trouble. It's a lot of trouble, right? It yeah. is. Some of it can be a lot of trouble, and olive is delicious. Yeah. So like the tough thing is like if you're gonna make a fake olive, it has to be more delicious than, than an olive, right? So there's my take on molecular gastronomy. Okay, and it's a horrible word to say. I don't know. Have you ever like been going to a dinner party and you're like, where do you want to go tonight? You want Mexican, Chinese, Italian? How about g- g- molecules? Do you want <laughs> like no? Unless you're unless you're no. Donnie Copperfield. <laughs> No one says that. Um, <laughs> chefs who don't want to take care of their customers, great question. I could care less as a chef. Like if you want a well-done steak, right. I want to, I'm gonna, yeah. we're gonna care for it just like a mid-rare steak. That's your prayer. We just want to make people happy. That's what a I good mean, chef you'll think just wants to, goofy. You'll think the person's goofy inside, right? No, no. <laughs> We, we're tr- early on, some, like if you're working for the wrong people, if you have bad bosses early yeah. on and then you're like, someone orders a well-done steak and this is what Busy's talking about and the trope is like, oh, go get them the tail of the filet that's been in the fridge for two weeks. They don't know what they're talking about. Throw it in the fryer. You know, this is, blas- this is blasphemy, right? Not in a good restaurant. Like, okay. you want it well done? All I want to do, most chefs, myself, we're just unloved children who want to make people happy. <laughs> Like, right. There and is. you're like actors. It's like they're all the same. What, whatever you want. Like, yeah, sure, you want a well yeah. done. Are, are you gonna are you gonna pay the same for it? Yeah. yeah so right. there you go. As a business person, we just want to take care of it. That's, <laughs> I like that. Sorry, I got really I know, emotional. You got emotional. It, well, oh, we're gonna make I you gotta, cry, Richard. Oh, That's what we not. do on our podcast. Well, that's kind of our MO. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. Actually. <laughs> yeah, it really does bum me out though when I go to a place and they're like absolutely no. Oh, chef won't. Chef won't do it. No mm, sorry, chef won't do it. I'm like, I am allergic to cilantro. Whatever. Like, <laughs> like even like I've had. And they're like, well, then we suggest something else. Like they just won't make any exceptions, which is like, I don't know, yeah. a little bit. Like I just roll my eyes. I feel like you're a little bit the same. Like I roll my eyes at anyone who's too precious about anything. Yes. So again, going back to, I'm gonna. And it's like tie it together. The molecular gastronomy. Yeah. It's like. I'm very serious about my craft, not myself. Molecular gastronomy is hilarious. <laughs> it's a fake right. olive is hilarious. It's also really cool and yeah. fascinating. Yeah, it's but you have cool. to you have to sort of Oh man, we're into this. Crystal, just be you chill. Okay. Just be chill. All right, speaking of chill. Right, it's time chill. to we got to get into this. We got to get down. Get into we're avoiding thing. fighting. I can't believe I don't believe that my flavor is a is a <laughs> is a dislike flavor. I don't believe that. 
I actually don't. We'll see it. what the polls say. Let's get into it. Casey, what is the argument that you brought to the food court today? Okay, so my favorite ice cream, again, I've suffered ridicule for it, is butter pecan ice cream, which I think people <laughs> think is very old fashioned and very old ladyish. It's even hard to get sometimes. And and Busy has an, her favorite ice cream is also I think kind of old ladyish. All right, so it's butter pecan pecan pecan. Yeah, I'm, however you say. I'm it. from the Northeast. No, so. yeah, I only say pecan when butter's in front of it. I say pecan and all other. Oh, okay. I just realized this this morning. Which is oh, okay, odd. okay. Busy. That means that you are going to be debating on behalf of what flavor? The best ice cream flavor that exists outside of <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> Mint chocolate chip, obviously. Mint chocolate chip versus butter pecan. It's, there's no there's no question. Obviously, Casey and I grew up weirdly similar because these are the, we're just at 31 flavors, guys. That's what we're <laughs> that's what we're we're just at 31 flavors. If my yeah, sister I, was here, she would take Team Rocky Road. We'd be fine. That, that is, there it is. I mean, three. I mean, this is this is a hot hot. It's a cold take, but uh, <laughs> super hot take. Very devi- these are divisive flavors. They are. I think, like, probably, like, that we have to find a friend that likes rum raisin. I was just about to say that. That is so (laughs) weird, Casey. I was about to say that. That's the least favorite. That's probably the least favorite. I would say rum raisin is, like, so old, though, that, like, you know what you need to do? Open up a restaurant in Paris (laughs) that just does rum raisin ice cream. Oh, my gosh. The age-old debate, two ice creams people love to make fun of. And by the way, when I do say people, I want to be clear. It's Producer Crystal. (laughs) (laughs) Producer Crystal is the one who's setting this up as, like, the worst two ice cream flavors in the world. This has nothing to do with me. I I think ice cream is actually, and this is is debatable. You know how people say there's no bad pizza? Yes. I don't agree. There's lots of bad pizza. Oh, for sure. I agree. I agree with that. I, I will say this. I don't think there's bad ice cream. Okay. Interesting. Ranch dressing made into an ice cream? With a chick fried chicken cone? Yeah, totally surprisingly good. (laughs) All right, here we go. Uh, Before (laughs) Busy's 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 not saying uh, anything, but her face is saying a lot. This is I was really thinking about that because I love I love Hidden Valley Ranch. I love ranch dressing. And I was really thinking if I would get down for a ranch ice cream, and I'm not I actually am not sure I would. Hmm. Well, we're gonna make that happen. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> I, I, the next time the latkes are are, are made, we're gonna make a latka cone. <gasps> we're gonna cook it okay. in schmaltz. Now I'm in. Now I'm in. Now and, she's now I'm in. Okay, there it is. There it is. So like we've <laughs> combined forces. We're collaborating, and that's an episode of something coming down that we're gonna make that happen. <laughs> Before we get into the big argument here, like all courts, we start our court with a trivia round. Okay, <laughs> a trivia all round right. to see who's gonna present their case first. Busy's in New York. We're here in LA. So we need a sound effect okay. to, to chime in, to buzz in. I have, of course, my little air horn here. Casey, you have one of our props in studio. I have a buzzer. Classic you, game show buzzer. Yeah, what do you have, Busy? And Busy, you can do whatever sound you want. Whatever you got close by, you can make a sound. I literally have nothing near me. <laughs> yeah, you can use I'm your looking. you can use your voice. You can uh what's uh you could I'll go caca. Just, yes! <laughs> Okay. Kaka versus classic game show buzzer. By okay. the way, um, I will reveal this. Busy does have a little bit of an advantage here because she just has to say something. Right. Casey has to physically touch something. This is and you know this I'm is physically what the uncoordinated. Here okay. we go. Oh, Question okay. one. This is Price is Right rules. Closest without going over. The oh, question is, right. how many pounds? Yes, pounds of ice cream does the average American eat in a year? Kaka. Busy. 35. 35. <laughs> so that means, Casey, you get to answer as well in Price is Right rules. 
16. Closest without going over. The answer is 22 pounds. <laughs> that, no, it's all right. That's okay. We just got to put the... But 22 pounds, I feel like it's... But I guess you eat it 16 ounces at a time, right? In those little... You guys, I bet I eat 33. Do you? <laughs> I don't know about that. I bet. Like, we're just getting to know I... each other, but you said you only eat three M&Ms at a shot. <laughs> no, but... But that's at work. That's you. I... That's for other people. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's in front of mixed <laughs> That's company. not what I do. That's not what I do. Also, Richard, yeah, no, there's 33 pounds of ice cream going into this person currently. <laughs> in the last two years, for sure. <laughs> I Listen, I think 22 pounds is low. I'm surprised. I'm surprised at that. All right. So that means, uh, Casey, you're up 1-0, heading into question two. Carvel, a place very close and dear to my heart. An ice cream parlor chain. Is it a parlor, Crystal? Uh, it said that on the Carvel website, okay. so uh, yes. An ice, at one part, probably it was. Carvel, an ice cream parlor chain mostly located in the Northeast, has made this two— This is already unfair—this is already unfair to me because I'm from a place that it, Carvel did not exist. I'm from Arizona. But you're there now. Yeah, you're, that's true. Well, you're let's car- see. Let's just see. <laughs> let's continue. But I'm already—I already have lost. I don't know where you're at, but there's a Carvel within four miles of you, I know, because that's the distance of the whole stretch of Manhattan. So, like, you're there. Okay, okay. All right, Carvel, an ice cream parlor chain mostly located in the Northeast, has made two iconic ice cream cakes since the 70s. Oh, come on! Whoa! Fudgy the Whale! Casey came in first with the buzzer there. Fudgy the Whale and Cookie Puss. One is Fudgy the Whale. What is the name of the other one? The answer was Cookie Puss, and we're going to give Casey credit for that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I, I have ne- we have done, I don't know, 40 episodes, 45 episodes of this court. No, That's the most enthusiastic chime-in <laughs> we've ever had from both of you. Like, I was like, well, I was buzz- just excited. I was just excited because I knew what it was because Allie Wentworth wrote a book called Allie's Well That Ends Well, and to promote the book, like, she sent influencer. Well, she sent me a fudgy the whale, <laughs> and then I was like, "What the? What, what the fudge is this? is this? What the fudge <laughs> is fudgy the whale?" And then my kid's dad, Mark, who grew up on the East Coast, was like, "You don't know fudgy the whale and Cookie Puss?" And I was like, "What are you talking about? Has everyone lost their mind?" So. I was just excited because I don't know anything about Carvel except in the last like seven months I learned. Amazing. Well, listen, that. did you know this? That's all there is to know. Did by you know the way. this? Cookie Puss, fashioned with a clown face that uses cookies for eyes and an ice cream cone for the nose, according to Carvel's backstory for the character. Which, <laughs> Cookie Puss is a space alien who was born on a planet called Birthday. And the cake has two layers of chocolate and vanilla separated by crunchies. Are you kidding me? I knew he was an alien because when I was a kid, they had a commercial with him in space. I'm going to need, I'm going to need them to calm down. I'm going to need them to take it down. (laughs) And also, we can't, we can't forget Cookie's cousin, Cookie Opus, for St. Patrick's Day. Is that true? Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) Which probably has mint chocolate chip ice cream in it, if I'm thinking. Oh, my god. Oh, now I want one. You have something cookie to look o- forward to come right. March. That's going to be not we're, we're sending one, one of those to your door right now, busy. I wouldn't mind it. I'm not going to lie. Unbelievable. <laughs> Can I just say, I know this is controversial, but I prefer Baskin Robbins ice cream cake to Fudgy the Whale because I actually like mm. the ice cold cake that they use. Oh, it it's has actual, actual cake, cake in it. Yeah. 
And it's yeah. so yeah. specific. <laughs> Is Ooh. that a way to say it? <laughs> it's like not maybe great, but like if you grew, since I grew up eating it, it like, I really love it. It touches a place inside. It really does. I love this. I mean, based off of the argument we're about to have, texture is a big part, a big part of uh, the debate. Yes. All right. Listen, that means, Casey, you're up 2-0 with only one question left. But the good thing on food court is question three, depending on the score after two questions, (laughs) is worth two and a half points. I hope it's about CPK. This one's worth two and a half points. So you can win the round with with this one question. Casey, sorry. I make the rules. (laughs) It's okay. It's my court. According to NASA, ice cream is one of the three things astronauts miss most when they're on a mission. Guess one of the two other items missed most. Food oh, items. Oh, I was going to say something else. By astronauts. Caca! All right, busy. <laughs> ketchup. Ooh, ketchup. Ketchup is not correct, busy. That means that, Casey, you can win this I if you. You can steal it. You can steal it. Ketchup was a good yeah, guess. That, though, that is honestly, a good guess, but I, that's honestly. Feels I, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they're lying. I think astronauts are lying. You got a guess here? I think that uh, uh, steak? Steak is incorrect as well. The correct answer was pizza and soda, which I guess makes sense. Yeah. Uh, That means by default, Casey. I I feel like I've seen pictures of astronauts like pouring Coca-Cola and then getting, you know, with zero gravity and then like, you know, fishing it with their mouth or whatever, like getting it. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Were they in the satellite with a polar bear? I think that's a commercial from Coca-Cola. <laughs> Maybe. Is it a, was it a cartoon? Okay. Maybe. All right. Uh, uh, that means that, Casey, you win. Do you want to present your argument first or second? I think Busy should go first. All right. That means Busy is going to go first, arguing for mint chocolate chip ice cream. And before our arguments, let's take a quick break. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. 
you have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we are back to recap today in the food court. Busy Phillips is here defending the honor of mint chocolate chip ice cream while Casey Saint-Ange hates it (laughs) and loves butter pecan. All right, the way this works is that each of you will have three minutes to state your case. During this three minutes, you need to lay out your case and not focus on your opponents. This isn't your time to go negative. That comes later. Does everyone understand the rules? Understand. All right, right. after you both state your case, you'll get two-minute rebuttal to go as negative as you want to go. I forget who went first. It's me. Casey, you're going to go first. No, Busy's going to go first. first. uh, Busy, you're going to go first. And your three-minute argument for why mint chocolate chip ice cream rules starts now. Okay. Well, first of all, it's a classic. Everybody knows that. And and here's the great thing. Mint and chocolate, a great combination. It's why Frango Mints from the old Marshall Fields in Chicago are incredible. Everybody loves Andy's Mints. People like the combo. And then when you make it iced cream, it just takes it to a whole new level. <laughs> Because the other thing I'm going to say about mint chocolate chip ice cream, you can go high and you can go low. Everybody's got some fancy ice cream place that's moved into the neighborhood in the last five, 10 years. A mint, a fresh mint and like cacao is going to give you as much flavor and delightfulness as, you know, the Baskin Robbins version or the Costco version, if we're being honest. Listen. I feel like it's refreshing and rich and you get just enough richness, but it doesn't feel like too overwhelming because you're already hot in the summer and everybody knows that ice cream dehydrates you. You don't need to be like having something that's like cloyingly sweet because mint chocolate chip ice cream is not cloyingly sweet. And you can do big chunks of chocolate or you can do little shavings of chocolate. I'll get down with both. I'm telling you, it's the perfect ice cream flavor, period. That's it. I don't even need three minutes. All right. (laughs) There we go. Making the case for the refreshing part of mint chocolate chip ice cream. That is certainly, I think that's the thing about it, right? It's refreshing, not too sweet. I love that. Is that true? I think that's a mental thing, that it doesn't seem sweet because the mint sort of gives you the sense that it's, that it's also sweet when it's not. But it, it is a good way to keep something su- you know, low sugar by using like something like mint. It gives you the feels that it's sweet. Vanilla does this, cinnamon does this. People don't realize vanilla and cinnamon are not sweet, but when you taste them in something, you feel like that thing is sweet. So Psychologically. mint does the same thing. So that's a great point right there. Texture, we gonna, we might have to get deeper into that. Small, small chunks or large chunks? Or are they, or are they just like chocolate glass in there? <laughs> I don't know. I, well, I don't know. I'm not giving Casey any tips for, you for the rebuttal, but Casey, you have three minutes now to let us know why butter pecan deserves to come, you know, maybe out of the grandma's purse or wherever it's been for the last oh couple God, of years. Butter grandma's pecan ice cream. Three, <laughs> three minutes starts now. Okay, butter. It's the first word in the name of butter pecan. We know that all things are better with butter. 
We know that butter is the basis of all great desserts. And so who's the genius that finally figured out the way to make ice cream perfect was to put the taste of butter in it. So butter, pecan, butter, for me, like pecan, it could be any nut, to be honest. Like I'm not particularly enthusiastic about pecans or pecans, depending on where you're from. But it could be any nut. But I think the pecan is nice in there because as far as nuts go, it has like a little crispness. It can have a little crispness, but it's also soft. So you get something, like I love ice cream with chunks in it. I am not one to just want a completely smooth and creamy ice cream. I like a little something extra to give it texture. And a pecan is like a nice texture in there because it's not it's not chaotic you know it's not like interrupting the ice cream flow also butter pecan is generally white or like cream colored so if you spill it on yourself it's like not that big a deal it's not gonna stain your white summer outfit uh normally And yeah, I like it. I like that it's neutrally colored. What else about it? I mean, I kind of feel like Busy feels like I feel like butter is the star there. You put butter on everything. Butter tastes great. And it's butter like is the star of most desserts that we, you know, you think it's chocolate, you think it's whatever, but it's not. It's really butter. Like your fave dessert doesn't exist without butter. So let's get it in some ice cream. Mm. All right. Okay, there we go. I mean, I was not expecting, you know, the argument of uh, butter pecan's great because it's neutrally colored. <laughs> that one, that one came. But 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 I but I love the spillage take. Like yes, like no one wants to. I don't know. Do you want a nuclear green ice cream spilling all over your white shirt? And an argument for butter, which I don't think we've had. <laughs> Well, we had that oh, debate because we it did. was butter versus hating butter. Remember? It was oh. that guy who hated butter. <laughs> I'm who sorry. Who hated butter? Prop. That's right. We did. from behind the bastards. That's right. We did. He doesn't have... believe best butter should be in food. I feel bad, sad for that guy. Oh, man. There we go. Well, that is a tough first round there. I have to say, it's, it's dead even here. <laughs> it's refreshing versus neutrally colored and, uh, <laughs> and soft. And which I think is interesting when you talk about the texture, which is something maybe we have to get into in the rebuttal here. The textures of both of them have texture. And like, I don't know if, if I'm, a, I'm the only one that at the end of that 16 ounces of ice cream, is it just like a little puddle of like soft pecan? Sometimes mm. you're in. I don't know. Okay, here we go. The rebuttal starts now. You got two minutes. Your two minute rebuttal starts now. Okay. First of all, <laughs> neutral color as a plus. It's not... Like Kim Kardashian launching Skims. You know what I mean? It's ice cream. Like, it's fun. It should be fun. And I don't know. I, I'm I'm not down with the neutral. Also, like, maybe for a child, but you good luck to you trying to get a kid to eat butter pecan ice cream, which is why they would go for the obviously superior vanilla for a child. I tend to be able to eat my ice cream both in cup and cone form, my mint chocolate chip. And... And in fact, I actually think mint chocolate chip is best in cone form. And I've, I have yet to deal with drips all over me because I'm actually not a toddler. Also, I just would like to say on the note of texture, there is nothing more chaotic than a soft nut. Like, what? 
at the end of a cup of ice cream, if you're left with a puddle of chocolate chips or a puddle of soft nuts, like the first time I ever heard about soft nuts was when I worked in North Carolina for the first time shooting Dawson's Creek and guys would put um, boiled peanuts into their Mountain Dews. So they're already boiled and drink them and then eat the boiled peanut. It is not something that I ever want. I actually would get. So a soft nut to me is not the pro. And finally, butter. I'm I'm all about butter. I like butter. Butter's fine. But I don't need it all, all up in my ice cream. Ice cream's already sweet. I don't need to like have a butter flavor coming through. I need a refreshing taste on a hot summer day. It's so humid and hot. And I just want like something cold and minty with a little bit of chocolate so that I feel like I'm getting a little bit of the like sweet, sweet, sweetness that I need, but I don't need too much. The other thing is, I will say texture wise, really with uh, mint chocolate chip, like I had said before, it runs the gamut. So you can get big chunks. You can get mini chocolate chips, mint chocolate chip ice cream made with mini chocolate chips. You can get shavings. You can get those weird chunks like you talked about. But that choice is yours to make. You can't get butter pecan <laughs> oh, without a soft gave nut. A minute back because yeah, no worries. Minutes. Get a little extra time there from the first round. I don't, we just have to do like how many times has soft nut been said <laughs> in the last five minutes? You know, listen, I, I think that's an argument to be made, the soft nut. But and I, I, I got to say. Like the first bite of mint chocolate chip, that first chip is inedible. It's so cold Very and so sharp. hard and so sharp. Do I prefer a soft nut? I don't know. I'm confused right now. <laughs> I might, I don't know. All right, Casey, you got two minutes of a rebuttal now. Your two minutes starts now. Busy, I agree with you. I will say that I agree with Richard. I think the first bite of the chocolate in mint chocolate chip is too sharp. But what I do like about mint chocolate chip is if you get the right mint chocolate chip, the texture of the chocolate changes throughout. So you get like a pleasant, nice temperature of chocolate somewhere near the middle. And then you get a little bit sometimes of melty chocolate near the end. But it's not always your choice what kind of chocolate you get. You get the mint chocolate chip that is at the place that your friends have made you go to or the restaurant that you're visiting. You don't get to choose if it's like some fancy <laughs> colorless, like made with mint tea and carob or whatever the heck in Los Angeles they'll try to give you. Or you might get like some neon green with what I like to call chocolate. Is that from Seinfeld? It's not really chocolate. It's like simulated chocolate wax bits. And, you know, and it's just, it doesn't really have enough mint in it. So you just, you don't, you never know what you're getting, I feel like, with mint chocolate chip because there are so many variables. I will also say that I enjoy mint desserts. I like like a York peppermint patty. I would never give those to my parents after trick-or-treating. I would keep them for myself. And those are covered, I feel like, with chocolate. But I'm a grown person now. But the thing with mint and chocolate, which I is a flavor combination that I do like, is that I like to eat these things in a quantity. And I feel like there always comes a time where I'm like, this tastes like toothpaste. 
and it tastes like I'm eating chocolate after just brushing my teeth. And then it actually starts to feel like physical toothpaste, like I'm like I'm actually chewing and swallowing actual toothpaste. And then then it doesn't become enjoyable to me. It like freaks me out a little because like, you know, who wants to eat um a cone of toothpaste? Not this girl, especially not with chocolate chips in it. So that's why I feel like butter pecan is superior. Wow. A hot rebuttal round right there. (laughs) I once, just sidebar here, I once in a competition, I forget what it was, made tzatziki-flavored toothpaste (laughs) for actual people to eat. I did not win. I did not win, surprisingly That's enough. That's surprising, yeah. But I was like, well, what do you want? You want, do you want your toothpaste to sort of like remind you of a gyro? <laughs> was this a toothpaste competition? No one wants it. No, no it was just like a, a no festival thing. And I was like, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to make although, it. Although what? It looks like, doesn't it look like toothpaste? Can I tell you something? Well, I served it on was a it toothbrush. actual toothpaste like you could brush your teeth with it? <laughs> it was like my Andy Warhol stage. But was it tzatziki? Wait, but was it tzatziki or was it toothpaste? You could eat it. Like you can swallow. You know, you don't usually want to swallow toothpaste, but (laughs) it didn't. You know, like I served it on the toothbrush and then, you know, you could brush it on your piece of roasted lamb. Oh, okay. Wait, by the way, I just honestly, I think that sounds really good. (laughs) (laughs) Don't try to butter him up. That's it. Uh, You will butter butter him up. No, I really like tzatziki a lot. And I feel like I imagine that consistency brushed on my lamb chop is like exactly the right consistency brushed on my lamb chop. I think that probably giving people the imagery that you made it toothpaste textured maybe was that that might have been the misstep. Yeah, no one wants little cucumbers in their toothpaste. (laughs) No. Well, that, that, going back to the conversation about psychology, like how much it plays into even if something's delicious or not delicious, sometimes you can convince yourself otherwise. Mm. Okay, well, listen, you two have given me a lot to think about. I'm going to go retire to my chambers, and we'll be back after this quick break. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. 
HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Okay, we are back. I have, I think, come to a verdict, and I'm ready to read my decision. But before we do that, Casey, what would you like me to know before I render my verdict? It, that Actually, it was really hard for Busy and I to come up with anything that we disagree on because I think that we love each other and and we let e- we let each other live, you know? So I don't really hate mint chocolate chip ice cream. And in fact, I love it because it makes her happy and she's my friend. So when I see her happy, then I'm happy. And so, you know, we're playing around here. We're splitting hairs, but I would be just as happy for her if she won as if I won with butter pecan ice cream. All right, busy 60 seconds. Casey almost conceding. <laughs> In our final comment, Busy, what do you want to leave the court with? Listen, I think, like all things, and like my question to you before we started, yeah, Casey and I are very much into like, listen, it's not for her, but if it makes you happy, go for it. I don't want a soft nut in my mouth, (laughs) you know? I just don't. But I do, I do think that I will always return to mint chocolate chip again and again and again my for the rest of my life. I imagine myself to be a lady of 105 and having someone spoon feed me some melty chocolate mint puddle. Mm, I love it. With your choice of size chocolate chips, which as I get ready to read my verdict, that's one thing I have to say. You do not get to choose your chocolate chips. You buy whatever you buy. And they, it's in there. And I don't think I've never, or maybe we should try this after this. Crystal, can we call every ice cream parlor within two miles and be like, what kind of uh, chips are you serving? Can I tell- Oh, the large ones? Can you make them small? Busy? Wait, I do that. <laughs> I mean, I actually like, I, 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 I will actually, say you would do that. I would. I would. Like, I think that the shaved chocolate, like chocolate shavings, like they do in the Baskin Robbins, I really like shaved chocolate like a less chip like chocolate so i try to go for um smaller chips i'm a i'm a smaller chip person myself so i will ask about the chip size (laughs) and i will also ask if it's dark chocolate or milk i prefer dark right so i listen get what you you want what you want and, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And like she I said, would, I will say, I, I, knowing her as well as I do, I feel like she would call around to find the type of chip <laughs> that she wanted. I respect. A hundred percent. And like I said, chefs, we just want to make people happy. And unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make everyone happy with my decision here. Butter pecan or pecan versus mint chocolate chip ice cream. It came down to a lot of great arguments. It's sort of like it's refreshing. Versus the warm hug of butter, right? It's like toasted, 
pecans. And then it's the texture. It's kind of, oh, well, it's, a, it's kind of a crunchy thing that then becomes soft and hydrated with the flavor of butter and brown sugar. But then you have mint chocolate chip and it's refreshing and like you want another bite and it's perfect on a summer day. York peppermint patties, I think, are perfect for someone who also likes butter pecan ice cream. Just to be clear, like, I think that's a perfect combination. Yeah, an like. old person, a person who has an inner old person. Which I love. It was not an easy, buttery, refreshing decision to make, but this court will judge in favor of mint chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> Really didn't see it coming. I really thought you were going to go butter pecan because uh, you know you're a chef, and it's like the the argument chef was great. And they're I, butter. <laughs> I, I think, and I listen. I I I I hate to say this, but Casey, I think there was just you. You love busy so much. You were just so kind in some of the arguments. That, <laughs> oh, I you, I kind of like mint chocolate chip too, and you know, like I, that was really what it. And then let's be honest, the it came down to the soft nut. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. But also, I do want to just say this. If you went to a place and, like, you had to get ice cream and the two flavors were mint chocolate chip and butter pecan, 98% of people would get mint chocolate chip. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm special. That's it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I'm a unique person. Yeah. And You well, are unique, Casey. <laughs> you are. You are. Your inner old lady is just, she's there. She's got her likes and her gluten intolerances. I, I and honor she her. Spells. <laughs> we honor her. It's a York peppermint patty and a poppy seed bagel. <laughs> a fudgy the whale. And there it is. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming. I hope you had a great time. For more Busy Phillips, find her across social media at Busy Phillips. And every week on her podcast, Busy Phillips is doing her best. Girls 5 Eva is on Peacock and So Funny. So check that out if you haven't. And you can find Casey and you can also find her on Busy Phillips is doing her best every week and also on Instagram at InstaCase and on Twitter at Casey. So listen, what are we all doing our best at right now? What would you say? What are we doing our best at? Oh, I'm trying not to cry <laughs> because I said that I would be happy for Busy if she won, but I was are you completely oh lying. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I would never cry. When Busy wins, I win. Casey, Richard doesn't know us well enough yet. I think you really made him feel bad for a second. I did. I really did. And for a hot second, I was like, oh my gosh, there's tears coming. But I, we did, we do like to try to make people cry. So, I mean, you know, I wouldn't have been upset if he really did. I know. Crying. I think the goosebumps were probably, that's like probably good enough. Yeah. But. That, that's it. That's the, mo yeah, we can't have a wild swing from goosebumps to tears. That's a mo, yeah, that's a mo. I mean, it's emotion. Yeah, yeah. That's emotion. Right? I mean, you get true that's emotion. emotion. Well, I will be all over the podcast. I'm going to go on for a big run right after this. And I'm going to listen to all, so I'm going to binge. I'm what are you doing your binge. best at this? Me? Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm I'm doing my best at getting my kids ready to go back to school by cleaning out their closets for them while they're not here and getting rid of stuff that they don't know I'm getting rid of. Speaking of evil genius. Mm -hmm. Yes. My wife is doing that same thing. Just did that same thing. Just like cleared out both of the it's kids. It's so funny because they like, just, I do. I'm a, I'm a bit of a hoarder and I love clothes too. So like I will hold on to special things that like have nostalgia vibes for me with, with the kids, like even clothes and things that I think maybe when they're adults, they'll want to like, Oh, I loved that dress when I was four, you know, or whatever, but I save like one thing and then everything else goes. Gotta be ruthless. <laughs> 
I feel like there's a therapy session I'm going to have with both of you soon. I feel yeah, like, I don't sure. know. There's a comfort level here. That's for sure. Richard, what are you doing your best at? Yeah, what are so you what, doing so, your so best give, at? give me a little contact. Just like something I'm working on just personally anything. or something. Just yeah. anything that I'm doing yeah. right now. Okay. Here's what I, I mean, you can both, you're, you're, you can really help me with this. So this is a okay. true, this is, this is a little therapy here. So I'm trying to do my best at not like I'm getting ready to film a second season mm-hmm. on a big network show. It's a big deal to me. Yeah. But I can't get out of my head whether it will get to a season three or whether I will be a part of it in season three. Does that make any sense? I yeah. can't get the, something way way out of line, way, way in the future. Yeah, right. th- it's almost impossible that you wouldn't feel that. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's how anyone would feel in your position. But also you don't have any control over either of those things. All you can control is how you're going to do in this upcoming season and you're going to be great because you're one of the most memorable mm chefs on television of all time i would say yeah yeah and so like yeah and also like what casey just said first of all this is like that this is that trick of it is so out of your control so completely out of your control that the only thing you have control of is the time you have and how great or memorable or amazing you make it like to spend the filming of the second season concerned about season three will be a bummer to you I know. because then you'll miss out on season two. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I guess what I'm saying is I can't escape it. Cause it was, did I get the part? Did they right. watch the first episode? Is it getting picked up for season two? Right. Am I going to be a part of se- right. So like whatever it is, I just keep creating this, you know, Do you thing. remember when they told Conan O'Brien that he was losing The Tonight Show, that he w- they were going to go back to Jay Leno? Those were the best shows from that moment on because he was a man with nothing to Ooh. lose. And I just wish— ev- And Casey, do you want to say something about me? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember how when we knew that Busy Tonight was being canceled, how— that, well, I think all the shows were great. I honestly do. It's um, it's one of yeah, the things are. I'm most proud that we worked on. But I almost wish that they told everyone that this this is probably going to be the last hurrah for this. Like, I almost wish that because I feel like when you have nothing to lose, you just really are yourself. Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If they don't decide to have you back for a third season or if they don't decide to do the show for a third season, that's on them. That's that's mm. a bad decision maybe on their part and probably a decision they haven't even made yet. But all you can do is like go out there and kill it. Richard Blaze is meant to do cooking things on television and will always watch it. So unbelievable. Yeah. And thank you so much. You just you just really unlocked something for me. Okay. Wow, look at that. I win today. <laughs> I think I win today. Thank you so much, both of you, of for course. being a part of this. It means a lot to us. Food Court is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Richard Blaze. My producer is Crystal Bamahi. Food Court was created by our executive producer, Christopher Hasiotis. The rest of my Food Court clerks are David Wasserman and Jasmine Blaze. The theme song is by Jason Neesmith. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Food Court with Richard Blaze. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.